0: there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So, if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Anytech365 is the 27th fastest growing company in Europe and the second fastest growing company in Spain, according to the Financial Times. And today I speak with Janice Nielsen, their founder and CEO. He built the business up from just himself seven years ago to over 400 people today, and they have a clear roadmap to get to uh, two or 3,000 people in the very near future. So in this conversation, we get into a lot of interesting topics, uh, one of which is really the focus this very pragmatic sales leader has on creating a scalable business. What are the two principles he needs uh, and he applies to create a successful business? And how does he get out of the way and to allow his team to step up and build commitment in them to deliver? We have some really interesting conversations. I think you'll enjoy his point about what he does when he goes to restaurants that actually serves his business in a surprising way. So enjoy this conversation with Janos Nielsen. Hi, Yanis, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Janice, it's a pleasure to have you here today. I know that you are the founder and the CEO of AnyTech uh, 365, which was ranked 27th in the Financial Times list of the fastest growing companies in Europe. And I think you're also number the second fastest growing in the whole of Spain, which is where your headquarters is. So um, this is a fantastic journey you've been on. I know you set up the company just seven years ago in 2014. Uh, now you have over 400 people, things are going well. So I'm uh, really happy to have you t- taking some time today so we can explore a little bit about this journey, right? From nothing, just seven years ago, to this fast growth um, uh, company that you've built. So i am um, love, love, love to get cracking and, and jump in. Fast before we start, do you want to just tell me a little bit about, first of all, what is Anytech 365? Let's just start there. What do you do?
1: E-Tech three six five is uh, is the leader in European tech support. Uh, we do tech support as well as uh, security uh, on any uh, IoT uh, device uh, you might have uh, for uh, private consumers and also uh, small businesses. So okay. anything you know, computer, mobile. Even television, whatever is connected to the internet, we, we we support, help, and secure.
0: Okay, perfect. So, lots of <laughs> there's lots of devices out there, and lots of people that need support. So, I, I see why there's a demand. Um, and so tell me a bit about how did you get this? You know, it's a big thing to found any company. And so, what was your story that led you to decide this is something that I want to build?
1: I've been in the IT industry all my life. I was uh, a normal corporate guy. I was uh, a sales guy running. uh, My last job was uh, seven years at Computer Associates, being Mm -hmm. uh, in charge of uh, one of the security software divisions, the the OEM sales. Um, But at one point, I just got tired of running around in a suit and and, uh, a shirt and a tie flying all over Europe every single uh, second day. So yep. I got tired of that. And then um, I started my first antivirus company. And that is uh, yeah, 20 years ago now, which went fairly well. And uh, then I went on to start in a mobile security software company, which which also went well. And I sold it off. And then um, I thought that maybe uh, service and support should be added. And then uh, from, from from there, I, I started the
0: Antitech 365, basically okay so yeah so you've been a serial entrepreneur really over the over the years
1: yeah i have quite a few other companies on my cv but it's not really uh for this discussion here i think but uh five or six seven
0: companies yes yeah perfect so so today we're going to explore you know, your secrets of scaling right the, the highs and the lows of this journey that you've been on to grow the business and to to make the financial times list in such a high position um Let's reflect back. What are the couple of things which you think you did really well? What did you get right to see this success, to see this growth?
1: I think uh, now I started quite a few companies and and also quite a few of them uh, with good success. And uh, I have a framework uh, that I always always follow. Uh, First of all, I want to deliver... uh, the absolutely best service in the industry uh, I go in uh, and then I want uh, to start a team uh, of the very very strong and dedicated people around me uh, like um, having the right attitude having the right commitment uh, are willing and want to perform if they are getting paid or or, or rewarded well and then uh, for me teamwork uh, is the most essential thing. So. That, that That's the two main thing uh, for me hmm. is create a strong team around me and then try to deliver the absolute best service among my competitors
0: yeah, so that sounds a great framework right um simple and clearly works teamwork right that's easier said than done, right, and you know pretty much every leader I've ever had on the podcast right will say. Oh, I'm a big believer in team, right? However, we also know that plenty of people look at their CEO and go, oh. <laughs> "Right, um, um, that it's not always as, e- as easy." So, how do you, you know, how do you actually do that? Like, what are your principles for getting the best out of a team?
1: First of all, I, I, I will agree with you to a certain extent, saying that. The bigger the company grow and the more decisions you need to take, uh, you can never please everyone, right? So, of course, uh, uh, mostly uh, people that already left our company, uh, many of them would maybe say that uh, I'm an asshole or or they, they they don't like me or whatever. But uh, I, I I believe I strongly believe that every single person in my C level, they really um, they really in a way look up to me and they 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 they, they follow me as a leader because um i give them room to i give them room to uh, take decisions and also be in charge of, of their different uh, areas hmm. and then of course it helps a little bit when they see that uh, your ideas also become successful right <laughs> right but that helps obviously that yeah. so they can see that what that old man uh told us and the path he asked us to go down on oh well, it seems to be working that helps a little bit obviously also
0: yeah Absolutely. If your decisions work out, if they prove themselves out, that's going to help, right? Um, yeah, I think this idea of making room to make decisions is really valuable, right? Because one thing I've seen in this, see- in this season on the podcast is the whole idea of of scaling, I think, often comes from the CEO getting out the way as the bottleneck in the organization and not making all the decisions.
1: And, 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 I, and I totally agree I think this is uh, the entrepreneur's curse, right? That uh, you started as the only one, or maybe as a few ones, and then uh, it grows and grows and grows. And in the beginning, you 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 took all the decisions yourself because you believe that you were the best or you know better than everyone else. I will also say that I believe that I know I knew better and 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 it was my my idea. But uh, as you grow bigger. The the best you can do is to find strong people around you because most likely they know better than you if if they dedicate themselves to be a compliance officer or a financial officer or a, a sales director, right? And then they can focus on that. And if you then all the time try to put your decisions over their head, they will lose the motivation of doing anything because whatever I do, uh, the big boss, he will always come and overrule me anyway. So Mm -hmm. find strong people, uh, give them focus on on, on the key areas within your company where you want to be strong in order to grow and then let them take decisions. Of course, you can overlook it and of course, you can overrule it if you believe that they're going way,
0: uh, way Way off track. Yeah. 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 It's a, good, it's a good point. What's What about commitment, right? Because so I know it's related to this, but you talked about getting the right attitude, but then creating commitment. And how did you create that commitment amongst the team? Was it simply by like high incentives, you know, on the financial side? Was it through some sense of purpose? Was it through, you know, how did you kind of create a committed team?
1: It's a little bit sad, I'm sitting in my house here in Copenhagen. I should have been in, in one of our offices because then you will see that all over we have those three words: attitude, teamwork, commitment, and 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 performance. They are hanging all over. And we are from from the first day when we bring people into the into the company, they all get a very extensive uh, two weeks uh, training in, in in our core values. Uh, and all our C level guys are putting putting that almost yeah daily put put that, these four words into our. Into, into our employees' head. And uh, if you're brainwashing with those four words, um, it seems to work. And um, again, I, 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 I must say that it's very easy to ask for more, demand more, or, or, or want more, right? But one of my most uh, loved... Uh, uh, sentences of speech was uh, maybe you remember when JFK he was standing uh, in, in Berlin saying, "Don't ask for for what the 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 country can do for you. Mm-hmm. Ask what you can do for the country." And uh, we have been telling uh, our staff that all all along, all along, if you deliver five percent, if we all deliver five percent, if we are coming in ready and if we are pushing the limits and we are trying to do it better for the for the best of the company, then we will get. Get more ourselves. It cannot be the other way around. That's that's the way that we are trying to create commitment. To be honest, and mm. it seems it seems to work.
0: Yeah,
1: interesting. I really, I, I really hate when people come to me and in, in in a job interview they demand this and this and that, and then tell us uh, how good they are. Or after five months, they they want to have. Uh, a, a, a race just because they came into the to the office uh, at 9 o'clock every morning and, and, and they left uh, at 4.30 as they were supposed to that. You know what? That is what we are paying you for. Uh, you need to be committed. You need to do a difference. You need to uh, be one of the ones who every single day want to bring the company forward. That's, that's what I see as commitment.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess that's great. The commitment shows up in being proactive, right? Commitment comes up in getting the extra mile. I think the interesting thing for companies is getting that balance, right? Because often companies will demand that kind of thing, but without a, anything in return. You know, they'll be like demanding, requesting more commitment, more effort.
1: Yeah, but in that case, in that case, then it's just become uh, hot air, right? Of course, exactly. you, have, you have to be able to to, to have tools uh, to, 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 to honor uh, the ones which are going the extra mile, uh, the ones who are uh, most committed to the company, right? Otherwise, of course, uh, over time you lose it. So, of course, you need to um, you need to be able to honor that. Uh, not not only with a, um, with a bigger paycheck, it can be with many many other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So we've got this. We've got the industry service. Um, and then we got this this attitude, this commitment in the team. Um, what things do you think you did less well? Like, what was a particular stumbling block you know that you had, or a challenge along this journey?
1: <laughs> now, uh, our 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 company is based in, in Costa del Sol, and for those who know Costa del Sol, they will also know that it's not Silicon Valley, and it's not known for IT uh, and entrepreneurship. Mm. Uh, so, maybe that was my biggest mistake uh, to, uh, to put it there, but it was also one of the, the, the better decisions because it's the, the holiday destination of Europe. And for me, one of the differentiators uh, in our business would be that we could cover many countries and always with nature speaking people. But uh, coming in uh, in the morning to the office and uh, would be half a meter water uh, on the floor and all our towers was uh, not working. Uh, that it took us uh, three years to get uh, fiber. We had to work with uh, with the radio link, so every time we had uh, uh, cloudy uh, weather, uh, we could not use our board systems. Um, these kind of things uh, was uh, maybe not so helpful for us in the beginning. So, uh, of course, you need to uh, place your business uh, where you uh, where you can can scale. Uh, Right, and so yeah, making sure that the
0: infrastructure of... in place, yeah. yes, so that you can scale because you can do it without the infrastructure. right? It just makes it a lot harder, right? It just yes. creates that distraction.
1: I, I, and I must say that that was maybe a lazy part because uh, I live uh, five minutes from the office, and uh, that was what I wanted. That was maybe not the most ideal place to uh, to 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 put it in Malaga, which is forty minutes away from where I live. There is actually a huge tech park where. Even Cisco and other big uh, uh, American companies are based, but I didn't want to go there. Maybe I should have gone there in the first place, but I was lazy. I didn't want to travel uh, that distance every day. So that was, I think, one of my biggest mistakes.
0: These conversations are all about scaling yourself to scale your business. And one of the biggest barriers that stops us from doing that is getting stuck in operations and not spending time on the most valuable strategic work. So I do recommend that you take our free executive productivity assessment. It's just 10 quick questions to find out exactly where you are on the journey to executive time management mastery. You'll then discover how you can free yourself up for more strategic activity. To take the assessment, head to xquadrant.com slash go slash go productivity, assessment, with a hyphen between those two last words. Now, back to the conversation. Yeah, interesting. That's kind of a structural thing, right, that you could have perhaps changed. What about in terms of the internal life of the company, right? Because as a company is scaling, you know, all the internal, you know, the organization changes, the roles of people changes, there's a lot of management challenges as you go you know what, what would you say is a learning point as the company's grown from you to 10 people to 50 people to 100 people to 400 people what were some of those um challenging times on that journey
1: i i, I made another very very big mistake uh, as as i told you uh, to begin with uh I have a sort of framework where I want to deliver the absolutely best service in, in the sector that, that I started mm-hmm. a company with. I want to deliver the absolutely best service because with that, I know that you get the best reviews and you get the best um, uh, Google uh, experience if you are looking at our company from outside. So the reputation-wise, I think this is the best thing. Just deliver the best service. So I started out with... Uh, hiring people giving them a huge opportunity a, a, a big package so after a short period of time uh, it it rumored that we were the ones on Costa and Sol giving by far the best uh, the best package and we also did so that both attract the right uh, people but it also attract a lot of the wrong people mm. So due to that, we have had a lot of problems with getting rid of all the wrong people. We also have had people coming to us not really being committed and going the extra mile. Uh, That is one of the the problems that they have created. Uh, It was also the idea when we had established ourselves with around 100, 150 people, we would maybe adjust the compensation packages uh, across the company. And of course, uh, having... Uh, one level of salary. Uh, Of course, it's difficult for for any person. I think it's just uh, human nature to accept maybe a little little less or a little less twice. So it was my idea to start out high. And then after we had um, created a strong uh, or established a strong uh, Mm -hmm. company, we would try to adjust it a little bit to a normal level. So going in with a too high packages and expectations to begin with, that was also a big uh, problem uh, in terms of uh, our staff's uh, mm. expectations in the future.
0: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? It's because like you said it attracts some right people because you will get people who are very competent, but you also, in terms of the values and why do you want to join this particular company, right? If it's just the motivation of the paycheck, mm. that's not necessarily... It's not everything, right? Well, it's not what you need necessarily, yeah. right? For the whole company. I mean, obviously, people want to earn money and be fairly rewarded. But uh, yeah, somebody even said it, it's like what you attract people. Um, um, what you attract people with is what you attract them to. You know. So, um, but, now,
1: but 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 now, of course, I have many more. I have many
0: more.
1: Um, many more cards in my on my sleeve, right? That uh, we are the biggest in Europe. We are seen as the best of the best. Uh, yes. we have all these fantastic partners we are growing well uh, we are spending ton of money in, 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 in our offices people are having very good working conditions but to begin with we, we started out in a very humble uh, yeah. uh, office and uh, uh, I didn't have that much more than just a, a people looking at a potential uh, good paycheck yeah. now I have uh, at least now I have more tools right so right. but still yeah. maybe I was a little bit too aggressive with the with the with the earnings opportunity uh, part of
0: it Yeah I'm with you And so in terms of your own leadership as for this what do you think of the character you know your characteristics which have served you best as a leader as you built this business
1: uh, I am for sure a salesman uh, and I think that that is by far my strongest uh, my, my 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 strongest uh, feature. Uh, I I can sell a vision. I can get people to to follow me. I can lead them, bring them to to where I I I, I make them to believe the same as I as I believe in. Uh, I think I'm also a very strong leader, very demanding leader. Uh, I think that are uh, the good salesman, strong leader, demanding leader. I think I can get my staff to uh, believe in in, in 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 our goals. And then maybe the last thing, I think I'm good in front of an audience trying to explain to them what we did and what we are looking at mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't that sales? That sales communication skill shows up in so many different ways, right? You said it's not just about selling the product; it's about selling the vision. It's about communicating the value of what you're doing and why it's important. And...
1: Well, I think communication in general. You know, I cannot write one line of code. Uh, I'm not very good with spreadsheets, uh, and uh, legal stuff uh, is also not my yeah. my, my my strongest uh, part. So everything that comes around sales and you know getting people to follow you that is also selling right
0: absolutely absolutely i think that's the key that's the key insight really right is that um, i always say to my clients it's not that you need to change your success formula completely to go to a new level but it is to actually use those same skills that you have perhaps but at a higher plane on a higher level, right? So right now, you know, you might say, you know, up to now you've been selling, you know, double glazing, <laughs> but now you can sell a vision to your team or making it up. But you see know what I mean? It's it's taking those same skills and saying actually, I can apply them in a more strategic way for greater impact.
1: You know, this is quite interesting. You say this because that's 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 what I'm telling people uh, all the time. Uh, for instance, if we if we take our our sales department. Um, I think we have 160, 170 people sitting in the sales department. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, um, at Costa del Sol, as I told you, we have uh, hotels and ton of restaurants, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a tourist place. And I go to restaurants many, many, two or three times a, a week, having lunch meetings. And uh, I'm looking very much at the waiters there. This is a service industry, right? And why do you work there if you don't want to le- deliver good service? I told you in the beginning that one of my strategies uh, is to deliver the absolutely best service in in, in in the sector I go into. So every single time I go for business meeting with our sales director or, or our COO, and, and then we are looking at uh, and, and the, the, the waiters. And every time we see someone, girl or boy, that deliver an exceptional service, we offer them a job. We give them our business guys and we tell them, uh, come and uh, have an interview with us. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, some of our best sales guys in the company, they are former waiters. And with no education and no IT uh, knowledge, but they knew how to deliver service. Of course, we give them extensive training. And they are actually doing the same in our industry because that's what they can do. Uh, waiting at tables or selling uh, IT services is two completely different things. But you're using the same uh, yeah. the, the same technique, right? You are good at, 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 yeah. at uh, selling something to people.
0: Yeah, it's really fascinating, isn't it? Because people often don't see the service. There's so much bad service around because it's an invisible product, you know, and it's really hard to, you know, people don't know what you're going to get, right? I mean, that's why, um, you know, brands sometimes work well when they work well because, you kind of know what service you're going to get, hopefully, right? And when they don't work, is when you get inconsistent service and you turn up and the person doesn't care. Um, and you're right, that attitude is so hard to replicate. I mean, it takes a lot of work to replicate that attitude. But if you can find the attitude,
1: yes, that's right. what I think. If, if you know to deliver service, you know you cannot you cannot change change a person who deliver bad service uh, to a customer to do good service, but you can teach a person doing good service to do good service in another sector. That's just Absolutely. teaching. It's not changing a uh, personality, right?
0: Absolutely. And so let me ask you, as you're going forward, are we talking about moving up a higher level, applying our gifts in a new way? Uh, what's the, what's the stretch going to be for you? So where are you going as a business and how's that going to change what you, how you lead as a CEO? Yeah,
1: now of course I'm going into deep water here because uh, we are already a fairly big company. We are, we are the biggest in Europe. Uh, we are in some nurture or takeover plans by some Americans who want to make our company global and, and, and the biggest in the world. We have some uh, other acquisition uh, targets to. Grow uh, by acquisition as well. So I assume that in three or four years, maybe we will be, or maybe even in a few years, we will be two and three thousand people sitting all over the world. And how I manage to handle that, I I assume, <clears throat> uh, I assume that I will still be the CEO. Uh, that's at least the idea, but you never know. Uh, I'm I'm giving up. Um, uh, more than uh, half so that means that uh, I cannot take all the decisions myself but I assume that I would be uh, leading the, the company and 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 how that role will go of course I will apply the same tactics and and the same things that I already know working but if it will work in um, in, in in America and South America and Asia too uh, I don't know I, I only know uh, what I know and I can only do what do what I do best so that that that, that I can honestly not answer mm-hmm. uh, I will just do my best doing what what I think I do well and then we have to see how how, how it goes it could also be that uh, I have to step down and, and and I have to be focused on on uh, strategy or uh, mm-hmm. uh, acquiring new strategic partners and then we bring in an even more experienced CEO who who have done it before in a bigger scale than I have which I'm for sure not Mm -hmm. uh, uh, afraid of
0: doing yeah i think it's interesting when we look at these these things coming ahead and obviously for you there's plenty of exciting things happening with the business for me I, i often have my clients think about what's the kind of key shifts ahead so you might want to think about it right as we leave this conversation uh what's the from and to because when you can kind of put a label on it at a high level and i know you're not you're just beginning this journey so but it's interesting to start to think about well what's you know, what kind of leader am I now? When am I going to shift? So, for example, I have clients say to me, you know, like I'm a really strong operational leader and I need to become, you know, more focused on the strategy, for example, right? Or, um, uh, you know, or I need to be less, you know, right now I'm really focused on building the processes and the systems in the business. And actually, in the future, I'm going to need to be more focused on, you know, culture or something just i mean so there's there's some kind of shifts just in terms of focus and where where where's going to be important and that might be an area to just to start to reflect on as you go into this journey because you're right a a business with perhaps multiple acquired companies that you're integrating together with you know the the scale of a 3000 person company compared with a 300 person company is really different in terms of just the system and complexity and it's interesting to start to think about what's that going to require from me as a as a as a leader
1: and, and, and in all honesty, I think that I will not be the ideal person to 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 be the leader as we grow bigger, you know. I'm a very strong uh, entrepreneur. I have
0: hmm.
1: entrepreneurial genes. Uh, I am very good at strategy, uh, operational. Uh, I, th- I would say that um, it's my worst, worst part. Uh, uh, being punctual, uh, you have seen that yourself uh, i have not been <laughs> on for several times um uh, using a calendar uh, that is not my uh, my 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 stronger uh, side uh-huh. so I, I i think for sure i should do strategy and uh, and uh, keep helping growing but someone needs to put structure and uh, and, and 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 day-to-day operational
0: well, hey, that's a great way to end, perhaps, that, that, that shift, right, from, as you say, from entrepreneur, you know, the whole operational visionary um, dilemma or tension uh, that as an entrepreneur often we come with the visionary side and the operational side we perhaps need somebody else for. So I think that's a great point when we come to scaling companies, right? There's always those two things in balance. Sometimes you need more vision and more strategy, and sometimes you need more execution, right, and more operations.
1: I completely agree. We- I completely agree.
0: Yeah, and, 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 I, here, I, and
1: here, if I can give uh, one piece of advice, uh, now I have twenty years, uh, never put yourself too high. There, there, there is always another guy out there which mm, most likely are better than you in this area, that area, or that area mm. of, of of your business, right? And if you run around everything yourself, I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that the, that. Uh, we uh, entrepreneurs we do uh, mm. you know they are they are experts on in different exactly. areas that, and they are also someone who has more experience than you even though you believe that you are the king of the world and uh, it's your company and you started it
0: absolutely yeah real wisdom thanks Janus. uh before we go how do people kind of find get in touch with you or with the company if they want to find out more
1: yeah they can just go to our website, which is uh, anytech365.com, and they can always uh, contact us there. Uh, they can also find me on on, on, uh, on LinkedIn. just uh, Google me as well. then uh, I think my LinkedIn profile will uh, will pop up quite uh, quite uh, fast. They can just type in my name and then put anytech 365. I think that they will find me. Perfect. so
0: okay, perfect. So I'll put those as well in the show notes so people can get in touch if, they, if they're if they interested. So, hey, Yanis, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing some of the story of your entrepreneurial ups and downs. I think it's really interesting principles there, right? I think this point about hiring people from restaurants because they have the right attitude just shows that kind of commitment to service um, that you have. And uh, yeah, we talked about that, um, you know, the entrepreneur's curse a little bit um, and how that plays out and actually the, you know, having making sure there is that commitment in the team uh, is, is so important. So thank you for those insights and I um, look forward to staying in touch. Take care. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level. If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.